Admittedly, local SEO is not my strongest suit, so I want to bring on a friend. His name is Mark Luckenbaugh. He is a certified local SEO badass. He's got a couple of agencies in the local SEO space. He's got a Facebook group with over 25,000 people in it, all dedicated to local SEO. He's also got a couple of software companies that are collecting tons of data points on local SEO. He's got so much insight about local SEO, what's working right now, how links affect things, do citations matter, should you be geotagging things. I ask him all these things in our interview session. If you want to join in on these live events and ask our guest questions, make sure you go to the blueprint.training slash live events to get notifications of when the next ones are going live. With that being said, let's jump into the interview. And I know the general gist of local SEO, right? I understand GMB optimizations, all that stuff, but you're someone that I've always seen is who's really far down in the weeds just in terms of like testing. You have local Viking, all that stuff. You've got a lot of data. Um, I've got a lot of questions for people in the blueprint who want to ask you about local SEO stuff. Uh, So I just want to transition into that. So, I mean, just first and foremost, like over the past couple of years, has there been a shift in local SEO? I mean, there's obviously a lot more noise. Can you just kind of talk to like what's going on in local SEO right now? Changes? Sure. So I think one of the biggest, and, and I, I, I guess maybe this is an interesting place to start, but I, I want to because of how um, you said you usually focus on those three to six game month retainers. We're now at a point where, you know, local SEO is so much more complex than it used to be. And this, to, to add on, and I can dive deeper into this, but the volatility of GMB as well. I mean, it's a very volatile GMB client. I don't know if anyone was following it, but there's been millions of legitimate listings erroneously suspended. Um, I guess Google was taking spam listings and running it through their machine learning models, and they were matching that, and they were just pulling the trigger and just assuming that their AI correctly identified all of the (laughs) spam listings, and that, that was a mess. They're like, shoot first, ask questions later. Um, but all of that, like a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that. I was like, for me, it's like, let's dive deeper in because that means it's a more valuable, uh, I, I guess, let me, there's like, I have like seven ideas at once. So let me organize my thoughts. But I guess the first thing to consider is like the difference we see in how much, uh, how many phone calls, how many leads you get from the three pack as opposed to organic and local SERPs it's insane. It's not even a a fair competition anymore. Um, Like if you're not in that three pack, you're hurting in terms of local visibility. So, so in terms of like the, the SERPs underneath it, in terms of like the, the, the GMB listings after number three. Um, So both, to be honest, like organic doesn't hit as hard as it used to in, in local SERPs. Right. Um, And that's primarily where I'm at. And the nice thing is we do have data on almost a million listings through the software platform, which is something I'm proud of. It's a vanity number, but I, it's dope, man. A million anything's cool. Um, So we, we do get to see a lot of data, which gives us a a very fortunate advantage in seeing like, damn, this is producing, you know, a lot more leads than ever. And it's, you know, stuff that our personal projects through the agency, we can see the difference in Google analytics between what's driving leads and phone calls. So it's so it's so much more important than it ever was, and it's a lot more difficult. There's, I mean, I know you remember, um, I know you remember the time when you ranked GMBs with citations. You mm-hmm. had to have more citations than the competitor. Like, what a lovely time! And it's just not. What was it? A seven pack then, or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, our, go ahead, finish your thoughts. Sorry. Oh, but it's it's just way more complex now, and there's the 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 entire local algorithm is disjointed from the organic. Obviously, it actually has an independent team that works on it, agnostic of the the, the other engineers. In my opinion, I, I'm not trying to bash them, but they're not nearly as good of engineers. The API's wonky. Like everything's kind of a step down, but at the same time, it has this three pronged algorithm that is just a lot more complex than it used to be. And you can charge a, a lot more. And in, in our uh, legal agencies, we have uh, two of my agencies are legal centric. Um, I mean, we're talking five, 10 K a month plus, And I'd say 70, 80% of our focus right now is making sure their, their GMB is visible. Um, so, we have so a, can you yeah. talk to that? You said there's a, you said there's a three, three prong approach to, to yeah. GMB or local. Can you, can you unpack what those three things are? Absolutely. It's prominence, relevance, and proximity. So prominence is basically synonymous with authority. And we all understand that, right? If you know SEO, it's, and it's literally, um, you know, there used to be disjointed and blended SERP results in terms of local where you would see an organic site ranking and it had to, you had to have your organic site ranking in order to have the GMB. And it's, it's not quite like that anymore, but we do still find a really strong correlation between the authority of the page that the GMB is linked to and the overall authority of the site. Um, we have some pretty, pretty cool, um, I don't know if anyone follows it, we have a free newsletter that goes out once a week. Like we have a small team dedicated to SEO tests now. And it's all free. Like we're not trying to monetize, right? Just build value. And um, we have some pretty, pretty cool sets of data that are pretty, pretty as controlled as you can get in SEO, right? Um, that, that correlate just building links and strengthening the site that's associated with the GMB, you can get the GMB to pop. Relevance is of course, um, which this is, this is obvious, but you know, you need to make sure you're geographically and niche relevant. Google wants to serve. Um, if someone's looking to get a new roof in, in Baltimore, they want to serve roofers in Baltimore. Um, proximities. Uh, it's, it's not a hard concept to understand, but it's the most difficult to manipulate. And this is where like rank trackers, become a mess this is where everything becomes a mess because there's still a lot of people that don't understand quite how it works and they also don't understand kind of like gps isn't perfect right and locating exactly where people are it's just not perfect um we have a cool write-up not to it's just free content but on the blog on local viking we have a really cool article that kind of breaks down some tests on how gps works and the fail rate and whatnot but essentially, um, you know, if, if you and I are, uh, you still in Miami? Yeah. You and I are kicking it in Miami and I'm like, damn, let's go get some, some Thai food. Right. And we're walking because I need to get my steps up. I'm trying not to be so fat all the time. Mm -hmm. And we're walking. I'm trying to keep up with you. And, uh, we Google something on the phone. Google's going to understand we're walking. It's going to want to serve something convenient. It's, it doesn't want us to walk 15 miles as much as it might not hurt me. Um, you know, so it's going to, it tries to calculate that for just any type of, of, of search from a proximal perspective. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's hard to manipulate, but, um, it's, it's a factor. You know, so, so, so just piggybacking off that. So like I first see that if you are like a coffee shop or like a, a local Thai restaurant, you can't manipulate that at all because you can't move your, like you don't want to set up. It's like, if you're an attorney, you can set up sec technically like based on search volume, based on County or something like that. If you really wanted to set up 
you know, offices in different places just to capture that because it doesn't matter. Right. But if you're a Thai food, then people are showing up at the location. So, I mean, does that, is that still factor too? Like, are, are you still seeing a lot of success with people opening up? Like, you know, like I have still, they're still working and still ranking, but for our agency, you know, we're only in Miami, but I have five other, um, virtual offices that I was able to get verified postcard and then, you know, reviews on those. So those have stuck for like five years. I mean, is that still a thing? Are people still finding, are you still finding ways to like open up offices? Is that, yeah. Yeah. And I think here's something we always try to get our clients to consider. Uh, for example, I know a lot of people that come to us, for example, big ones like a, a dentist and they're like, Hey, we want to get locations in all these suburbs you know, and that's great. They want visibility to their practice. It's understandable. But when you actually look at the numbers, you're like, man, you're like an, you're like a 50 minute drive. Like, do you really think like, what's your conversion going to be? Right. Cause you're yeah. going to invest in getting visible. Um, and here's the thing. We found some things that manipulate the proximity as crazy as that sounds, because it's again, the, the, the challenge is you can't move your address, right? Like you can't move your tie shop or your, your, um, uh, your dental practice. But so that's the first thing we, we tell people is like, what, what's your goal here in terms of like, cause I don't want you to invest the money per month and then we're generating a ton of calls and they realize you're 50 minutes away and they no longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? waste, actually, yeah. Yeah. It's a waste of money. It's a bad user experience. So, but other than that, like, you know, we, we can, there are some ways to increase it. It's uh, but it is difficult. We do a lot of geo silos on the site with content. Meaning what? Mm, so neighborhood pages that, that can work pretty well. So, so, so if you're a dentist, like, and where do you draw the line on that too? Because a lot of people ask me this, like, are you still doing, I'm just going to unload this question on you. Like, are you still doing by zip code? Like how many zip codes would you put on a website? Like how many neighborhoods is that based on authority keyword search volume? Like how do you kind of determine? I, we always start with, how the actual viability of it working well for the client, not in terms of getting the job done for them, but like, do people want to drive across town to eat your tie or should we focus on more close proximity marketing to get a higher percentage of those people to convert and and be visible? So like we, we don't really draw the line that much. I mean, we do tell people up front, if you're in a different, you know, every time you move, um, what do they call like a licensed municipality? your chances of ranking there go down. Um, and, and there's just a quick check you can do, like just Googling in that area. Like if all of the businesses are in that area, right? Like they have that address of the suburb or whatever, your chances of ranking are a lot less likely. And that's just a, a fact. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it can get, it can get close. Um, now neighborhood wise, I like that because for example, you get into even medium size or larger cities and that's where we like a geo grid where you can see the different nodes based on Latin long. You can say, Hey, I want to see where we rank every, um, 500 feet across the entire city, or at least across, you know, like maybe like 188 nodes or whatever mm-hmm. the big one ends up being, um, or points, whatever, but you can see how you you're, you're going and say, okay, well this, uh, on the North side of Miami or wherever we have like no visibility, would they be interested? Like if you're a contractor or, or a lawyer, right? Like it depends on the, the behavior of the, how the purchasing journey really works. Yeah. Like if they're going to go to you, let's work on it. We can do content about the neighborhood. We can do just more geo content. So we have a lawyer in Idaho 
And just by building prominence over time, like he now dominate, he dominates into other States just because, and there's a few factors there. The one is like some of it's a bit rural. So he just based on his authority, he's picking up additional visibility because there's not a lot of competition. Others is just, there's so much authority that he's breaking into packs. He typically wouldn't have, but we're talking like a, there's work being done to that for like six or seven years. The amount of authorities, not something a lot of people are going to achieve in a campaign in the life of a campaign. So, so unpacking that a little bit more. So when you say geo content, you're referring to blog posts, not service pages, correct? Um, right. And sometimes you, you can use service pages. Uh, that's mostly used for smaller towns. Okay. Uh, stuff like that. We'll create an entire silo. Like instead of having a, a personal injury attorney, in Miami, We'll start, which I don't know Miami at all. I shouldn't have used that as an example. We'll start hitting the little towns around there. We'll yeah. start hitting uh, just, you know, the address is different. Like it's, it might not be a Miami address, but it's small enough where we can, but we can bust into the pack. And in, in, you need a GMB for those to rank though, correct? <sighs> Depends how small the municipality is. In a lot of cases, yeah. But um, we have a lot of really good luck with deploying a ton of geo uh, a ton of geo silos on the website and doing okay organically and boosting the overall authority. Uh, but you're just not going to get away with that in, in bigger markets or even medium sized markets. It's going to be a lot more difficult. Yeah. That's what I figured. I mean, that, that's what I've always been like. I think the main question that I don't think anyone really knows the answer to that I get all the time is um, so like the example I always use really the last local like large scale local SEO campaign we did was for, a cafe chain here in Miami, they had like 10 locations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did is we set up a location page on their website and then set up a cafe page for each location, like for based on where they were, like Wynwood, downtown, you know, South Miami, et cetera. Um, and because they had actual cafes, we were able to get locations there easy, tied the location to that landing page. They all ranked and they were, you know, a, a big authority brand. So they, they crushed it. Right. Um, that, that kind of makes plain sense. But again, that's an example to your point of where you're able to get a, verified GMB where people are always leaving reviews because there's so much foot traffic coming into those stores um, that those just kind of pick up naturally. Right. But in, in the example of, I think like more of the high ticket lead gen, again, we'll call it so like contractors, roofers, lawyers, agencies, where you probably only have one location and you might not even have people working there. Right. Um, in that case, then would it be worth it? I guess depending. So basically you would make the decision based on what the quant, the quality and the revenue cap, I guess, based on the leads to an attorney, if you're a PI attorney, your leads are worth a shitload. It might be worth getting, just getting an office space in South Miami just for that location. Yeah. I I always encourage my lawyers. That's the first thing I said. I'm I'm like, Hey, look, all you needs a a door that has your signage on it. That's it. I have to go there, forward the mail. But I mean, what you spend, I mean, I know around here you can get them for peanuts, but you know, in Miami, I don't know what like one tiny little office would cost a month. Thousand? Yeah, Maybe depending. Depending, something. yeah. Something tiny though. I mean, and you look at twelve grand a year, man. You hit at, even conservatively two PI cases. You're in the you're in the green. So, yeah. like I, you know, anything where there's a higher ticket agencies for sure. I mean, you yeah. know that. No, uh, definitely. So yeah, so it's, it's so just unpacking proximity a little bit more too. So. Is proximity based on, and bear with me while I explain this for a second, is proximity based on the keyword search or based on the business? Meaning, like, for the most part, if you're looking for an SEO agency in Miami, you're not really being, like, 
South Miami, you're just like Miami SEO agency, right? So is the proximity of the, does the proximity of the office matter as long as it's in Miami, like anywhere in Miami, or is it then based on where that person is searching from in Miami pinged against that as well? There's a lot of speculation around if there's certain categories and categories being like niches, right? On the GMB, there's a lot of speculation around if certain categories are viewed a little differently. Again, it's a massively different, um, buyer journey from us trying to go grab a quick bite a couple blocks down on foot than me looking for a lawyer or an agency. And I think it'd be irresponsible for me to have an absolute answer there just because like we don't know. Um, I'd say, I'd say if you always err on the side of Google wanting to serve, um, see that they serve still based on cluster a lot as well. I, I don't know if anyone ever saw that when you, do searches, there's like ranking clusters and they, they've been broken up a bit, but that used to be a, a really hot way to just break into a pack. If you got a, a listing verified and, and we used to triangulate the cluster of the top three listings and they were almost always clustered or the top few that were you triangulate and put it in the center. And that used to work so well. So there's still the cluster thing to consider, but not quite as much. You know, at the end of the day, just always assume it's going to be the proximity of the person searching to the business always. Even if I'm, even if, you know, X percent of the time you're wrong, whether it's based on category or something else behind the scenes, we'll never know because it's, you know, we don't, we don't quite have the whole formula, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think just to summarize there, just from my understanding of this is that like, to me, the first step is really like, if you're doing local SEO, that's very broad now, right? We used to just consider local SEO just like, hey, maps pack. But now it's like, dude, you have to understand, as you said, the, the, the customer and the buyer journey, depending on if it's a co coffee shop, a restaurant, a nightclub, a lawyer, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to kind of just take one giant step back and ask common sense. Like, if I'm searching for this, like, am I okay calling somebody who's 20 miles away from me? Exactly. If, if not, then like, let's talk about the conversation of maybe putting an office there. If it's financially, then they're, they're going to see an ROI based on that location. Just basically. Exactly. Cool. Um, you also mentioned too about close proximity marketing. Um, are you doing anything non SEO related in there? Like, are you doing, are you doing local ads, GMB ads? Have you seen any success with those? If you have? Yeah, we run, we run a lot of media buying. We actually, we have an interesting kind of mergers acquisitions deal with a little boutique media buying company. And that's really exciting. So yeah, GMB ads do well. Um, we're not doing anything too much more hyper local than that, at least in a non SEO sense. One thing I know you'll love that we, uh, we really started pushing is, uh, um, local guest posting, local link building to geo sites that's uh, or geographically relevant websites. They're everywhere and they're so easy to get. It's such a different environment for your outreach and it, it kind of serves a dual purpose because I mean, if anyone listening that took your blueprint, there's guest posting and how to scale it modules in there. I, I know because I watched them and I, I stole what I liked from you and put it in my agency, um, <laughs> which it was great, right? That's really, for, man. That's what it's for. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, Oh yeah, let me have that. <laughs> but um, using the, that type of training, like a lot of people just immediately think, man, this is like a, it's the same thing. It's just the modifiers are going to be local centric instead of niche or you, you know what I mean? So yeah. we do a lot of local directory stuff. Um, 
we do a lot of local outreach and it's, it's, it's so easy. I was actually doing a quick thing with the team the other day and I was doing, I was hyping them up. I was doing my Tony Robbins. <laughs> guys, this shit's so easy. And our one competitor we found had a link and I called him during the meeting and I, I called him. I'm like, Hey, how can we get involved? Like I see such and such law firms involved. I'm, I want to get involved. They sent me over a packet, like the whole, the whole enchilada. And I mean, that's not good time for me i was just boosting my team but you know calling for i mean it's a very authoritative local site regional actually yeah but yeah i mean that local guest posting kills it and that's a great way to also build proximity where you're boosting your geographic relevance in the eyes of google like dude if there's um and we have hope you don't can i give a free plug i have some free stuff whatever you want dude i mean i actually heard you for for anyone watching this too i heard you talking about some of the functionality of local viking without mentioning local viking it's important to note that when you were talking about those grids that you're referring to your software local viking just for anyone paying attention so go ahead yeah yeah i didn't want to no there's more (laughs) turn into the oxy clean man (laughs) (laughs) i'm also sponsored by deer park spring i'm kidding but um (laughs) But uh, so we have a we give away a free resource um, since the whole um, pandemic bullshit. I know it has a lot of people that are your entertainment time is is affected. You're you're spending a lot more time looking at how to improve yourself, your business. So we gave away a local SEO toolbox, um, and that's on local Viking. It's on the blog. I I don't it, you'll you'll find it. I'll link to I, I, we we type these up. I'll link oh, to it underneath. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, we have um, a a thing in there, a spreadsheet that we basically, every directory we found, I mean, it's aggregated. We just, from stuff we found, we stole a bunch of lists and we combined it. And it's a big spreadsheet that covers, it has a list of the niches and a list of the cities, everything we have. So you can make a copy, you can add to it, but grabbing those local links, those niche directories, I know it's, People, people um, glaze over those for some reason. They're, they're, in my opinion, more powerful than secondary citations these days, right? So, so let's talk more about links because uh, authority was one of the three prongs that you said you just talked about. Um, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire these like link types and if they're still valuable. Um, and also, too, before I get that, you were talking about local guest posts. Are you linking to the GMB listing or to the website? Um, a lot of times we'll have to settle for the website. But um, if you can link to the GMB, embed the GMB. Another nice thing about local is you can kind of have a little more control. You're like, hey, do you mind if we embed our GMB there, right? I'll give you yeah. an extra 25 bucks. I mean, it's it's so cheap working with the local people. Yeah, it really I know is. You know that. You've done that, correct? Yeah, well, we, we used to do, when we were working with this client, this client with the local client, they are paying us like 12 grand a month. So we did like a very high touch like outreach campaign where we were setting up we were bringing like influencers to like have some free stuff. And then we would have, we hired a videographer. They gave us a big budget. So we had a big, they took video and then we sent back to the people and like basically insisted that they link from their blog. So dude, we were getting, we were rolling in links from, from local blogger, like food bloggers, fashion blog. Like it was, it was, it was shooting fish in a barrel. Um, and it became like a really good case study for us. We don't do that for most clients, but, um, what we do do is, is a lot of, just kind of like, you know, if you are a local restaurant, like, you know how many local bloggers and travel bloggers and food bloggers, like, and yeah. a lot of people make the mistake of just going to Google, but they're on Instagram, dude. You know what I'm saying? Just do a local search yeah. on Instagram, hit them up on Instagram. It's the same process, dude. Like people always ask me about this link building training mm-hmm. and um, we've updated some of it, but so much of it hasn't changed, dude. It's the same shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're finding somebody, right. you're finding Mimo, that's it. Um, but I agree, like people overlook 
the local search modifiers mm-hmm. in those, the easiest ones because no one's hitting them up, dude. You know what I'm right, saying? Exactly. Like, you know, they're not saturated. Yeah, because people are looking for like based on DA and they're like, dude, bloggers nowadays, they're focused on Instagram and YouTube. They're not focused on their on their website. So, yeah. you know, they might have a DA one website, but like they're creating real stuff. They're not linking yeah. out to shitty sites. Like it's actually a much better link in my opinion than... The chance of getting real referral traffic from local people. I mean, that's that's powerful. Yeah, I, I have a friend who's doing that now and he calls it PR. It's not quite PR, but he's basically guest posting on local websites and calling it PR and he's killing it, dude, just by, but just by changing that positioning, you know? Because um, in a sense, so to, I guess, a less educated um, client, it really is. But all right, so back to back to the authority discussion. So you would uh, obviously link to the GMP if you can, embed it if you can. If not, you'll set up for, you'll set up for the local landing page, obviously. Um, citations, those are still a thing. And like, where are you getting citations from? We do the... We have something called essential citations, and then we split that from secondary citations. Secondary is when you go to any website on the internet that sells citations and you order 350 of them, and they're cheap. Like, you're going to get their directories. It gives you um, the structured citation, right? Um, But they're definitely, they're just, eh. The essentials are the Yelps. So, dude. There's like Yelp is one of the big, big sites that Google pulls data from locally. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen cases where adding stuff to Yelp has caused new GMB categories to get created. That's like, very, like, yeah, it's, it's just like if you get your client a Wikipedia page and they immediately have a knowledge graph populated. I mean, you have to remember Google's just a big aggregator. So you, you make sure, or curator, I guess you would call it, you make sure your content's on the places, on the sites it loves to pull from. Um, so we love the Yelp. We love those top ones. You get a Bing listing, you know, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of sites. It's all in that toolbox, too. We have the list. I was going to ask you. So you have a list of those, and, and then what, you have a, ma- a VA manually create those? Are you, but you're obviously double-checking that if the client has it already, correct? Correct, absolutely. And if Which, they do- and if they do, sorry to cut you off, are you asking for edit access to make the pages look a certain way? Yep, because a lot of times, now your Yelps and stuff's one thing, but it, when you start getting into like niche citations, like there's a lot of opportunity to really optimize those. A lot of times you can create posts on there. And I don't subscribe to the school of thought of no follow and do follow in the massive. Do- I haven't for years. I used to get lit up about that. Mm-hmm. And it's fine to have a different opinion. Like who the hell am I? Right. <laughs> but like a lot of them are do follow links. If you're really, if you're really bullish on making sure you get as many of those as possible, you can create these little posts. You can lay links behind them. Like there's a lot of opportunity on a lot of those sites that get, that'll get passed over by a VA. Um, unless you dig in and, and understand that those there's those additional opportunities and make a note for them. But yeah, uh, we have everything. So we created a hybrid model real quick on this where it's just, we have the offshore teams complete as much of the, um, the kind of the manual um, adding of, of content, images, stuff like that. And then it all runs through um, our, someone in one of our American offices where they're going to quality control. Um, they're going to make sure they have the logins from the client. So running it like that's, that's been a successful model for us, but yeah. Um, and uh, you also mentioned directories too, correct? Yeah. So, so uh, is that also in your little toolkit that you have? Yep. Okay, um, cool. No, and, I, I really, go ahead. Sorry. 
I was just going to ask about like directories have always kind of been traditionally a spammy source. Is this just general directories? Do you just have a very specific list of ones that you guys have like vetted? How does, how does that work for you guys? Yeah. So the essential ones, the Yelp stuff like that, they're just, you need to be there. Otherwise like those, the secondary ones we talked about a minute ago, you can grab them, but you can also like not grab those in my yeah. opinion, in my findings. Um, the big directories you want are the niche specific and geo specific, uh, San Francisco business.com. Grab that all day long. Mm-hmm. Grab the paid ones. Everyone sleeps on the paid ones, man. We just bought a, a $2,500 a year, um, uh, chamber of commerce link, a local one, not the national chamber, a local chamber, dude, we've had possum issues, uh, which is basically filtering based on address issues and GMB, uh, local algorithm. We've literally had possum issues that got reversed with one of those links, controlled test. You never can, like, I, we had all of our controls in place. You never convinced me it was anything else. And it's just, there's, there's really, and dude, it's another thing. Like every Tom, Dick, and Harry is not going to drop. Now that link was like 600 bucks one, or maybe one time or a year. They're all different, but yeah. those look, dude, buy them. Yeah. Buy all those niche directories, man. And when, and when you say secondary, I think in my head, like Brown Book, like those type of ones that you basically just go to, and I'm not just bad mouthing any vendors, but you just go to a vendor and pay like 20 bucks. They basically just blast it out. Um, exactly. I, I, I tend to agree with you on that, that I don't think they hurt. If it's a new website, I think go ahead and do it. But like the, the problem that I found is now is that I did that back in the day. And now we get a lot of branded search and a lot of those show up in some of our branded search and like they have our old logo. Not that it's bad. It's just kind of like, to me, it can over time, it can detract from the brand a little bit. Like I don't want somebody discovering our brand that way. Um, Aside from that, you know, I I don't really have any issue with them. And and there are, there are services out there too. I don't know if you guys do them at, at, um, at web, web 2.0 ranker, but um, citation cleanup services that actually do a really good job of getting that garbage cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. Which we did real quick. We did a lot of tests on creating bad citations, duplicates, um, stuff with the wrong information we found that's kind of bullshit too like we we couldn't hurt listings the one thing that hurts oh man maybe i shouldn't even share it don't do that don't use this in an evil way please but if your client has like if you're in miami and you would have a a thousand citations created 500 200 whatever that put you in a different city that's not miami we've found that to have some negative effect other than that, like duplicates, NAP issues, like, I don't know if you saw, and this is kind of related, I'll, I'll circle back quick, but Google's uh, deprecating a lot of schema. I did, no, I didn't see that. Like a bunch of you schema, they're just like, no, we're good. We're going to trust us more than some SEO trying to te- like mark up data and tell us what something's about. Um, yeah, they, they deprecated a, a bunch of it. Um, or a few anyway. I mean, it's small in the grand scheme of the schema library, but uh, which we also have a schema template in the toolbox and I'm, I forgot to put it in there. We're giving everyone access to our schema app has the entire schema library. They can build their schema. That's free too. Nice. I'll make sure, I'll make sure to link to that guys. Um, also, but, go ahead. Oh, but I'm just saying like Google knows like Google, if, if you have your, your entity, your brand, um, if you have enough positive things that have the right information, Google's going to go with it. Yeah. It's going to trust one Yelp listing over, you know, a, a bunch of Brown books at yeah. the end of the day. So, that makes sense. 
and, and also too, I remember back in the day, I don't say back in the day, it was like a couple of years ago. I remember seeing a video that you guys did about geotagging. I think it was like Picasso. Was that you? Yeah. Um, is that, is that still like an integral part of the process or is that something where, so like the, one of the challenges I see with lo local SEO is like all the things that we just discussed, you have to do on top of a normal SEO campaign. So the scope for local SEO can actually be much larger in terms of like the work you have to do. It is now, yeah. A tough because you get paid less in, in almost all cases, uh, except for attorneys, you know, insurance, shit like that. Um, but like stuff like geotagging, is that something that you still do for all your clients? Like how important is it? And it would, or would that be one of those things where it's like, all right, just based on the level of effort, they're paying us 500 bucks a month. Like I'm not going to spend an extra four hours tagging fucking pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we actually, yeah, if you have to manually do it a bunch of times, it's, it's probably not going to be the top of my priority list. I'd rather build some authoritative links. Having said that, we created um, a, an active data optimization engine in Local Viking where you can put it in and you can generate XF data like with one click. So that makes it really nice. We're working on bulk upload now. Um, so that'll, that's, that saves me. Something else you can do is if you want to take a couple extra minutes and those nodes around the, the geo grid that you're not ranking really well in, you can grab the GPS coordinates or the Latin long, whatever of those nodes and put it in local Viking and it'll spin up and tag for those nodes you're not performing well in. So then downloading that image um, and then pulling that over onto like your local neighborhood pages or your geo silos, it's something we do just because we have the technology and the people to do it. If you're doing $500 a month clients, first off, raise your prices. You're making businesses rich. If you're, if you're ranking businesses in three packs in any type of respectable market, like you're making, maybe not rich, but you're making them very, you're making them the most money in their market, right? Top three. So like charge more, especially with the bullshit you have to deal with now with the suspensions, getting stuff re-verified. Like you don't find me touch. Oh, I would, wouldn't even let my agency touch a campaign for less than probably 2000 a month right now. Just want to do it. And it's justifiable. You get one job, one client, like how much is that worth? A lot of industries can afford it several times over. But anyway, yeah. Um, we do it because we're built to do it. If it was like, do I choose between this or another activity? In my opinion, there's other activities that are going to give you a bigger bang for your, your effort. Right. Understood. So just continuing on the vein of, of, of like other local rank facts, we talked a lot about proximity, which was awesome. I didn't really, I guess when looking through that scope, it makes sense, but I didn't really think about those things. We talked about authority and links. Um, are there any other uh, like big ranking factors? Like, is there anything specific that people should be doing with their GMB pages? Like, should they be uploading posts? I know you can like add posts to them. Um, like what are the other kind of like big local SEO ranking factors that people should pay attention to? I mean, honestly, I think, I think we covered the best ones. Your on page, whatever page you're linking the GMB to, that is a huge, that's one of the biggest things we see people lack on. Um, make sure whatever categories you have on your GMB that you have in an H tag, some type of H tag on the page it links to, a um, bunch of supporting content, make sure the content's optimized. We do all of our SEO. Um, I always look at it as like, a, it, to simplify it, I know it's a very complex algorithm with hundreds of factors, but I try to simplify it into like simple algebra. Like if we solve for X, like Google gives you X to an extent, they show you the top sites or, or listings that they're ranking. 
So if we start from X and start reverse engineering back, I want to see how many pages they have. I want to look how many geo, geo pages they have, uh, how much content per page. I want to do as much to be in parity as possible. And then I know there's certain things I can do that's like best practice, right? So if they're lacking a little bit in an area, it doesn't mean I should lack. It's That's a, a time for me to capitalize, right? Mm. But um, the on-page is so, so, so important. Um, that's a big one. Um, other than that, I mean, like people say, hey, do reviews help? you know sure there you'll find arguments there but at the end of the day we we've played with some tests and all the stuff kind of helps right like if you go on a gmb posting spree and this is coming from someone who i, I loved when everyone released gmb posting tools how it became the alpha and the omega of local seo and like it just wasn't right hmm. um, and it isn't like I, I sell, like LV has a posting to win it. And I'm telling you, don't buy it just to do posting to think you're going to rank because you're not going to. But it's something we add in there because we made it as simple as possible. Um, something that is cool is all of your posts go to a GMB site. And they were talking about redoing how they were going to let those index. And then they, you know, you can still get them index. All those posts become inner pages. We have a one-click daisy chaining op option, so it becomes this little interlinked mini site can serve as a structured citation. I mean, I, I don't know. That that's the biggest benefit to me is you can quickly, you know, quickly do something if you're gonna have it in your in your arsenal. If not, like you'll probably be okay, man. Build a link. Build yeah. a really high powered link to your website. Try to get a link to your GMB CID URL, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, pe people love to debate, uh, especially about local SEO. Um, but I feel like, honestly, it's just best practices just apply. You know what I mean? It just is. like if you, if you have a really good checklist almost and somebody who knows how to do it, because it doesn't, I mean, I guess one of the one of the negatives is that this takes a lot of time. But one of the good things is it doesn't necessarily require somebody who's very senior or veteran. Like you can get a, a, a VA to help you out with this stuff and just kind of like knock it off. And I know that's what a lot of agencies do. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of the legwork, I'm sure you guys do as well. You know, you just leverage somebody who's less cost um but anyways that was all the questions that we had man i appreciate it do you have anything else that uh let me just check facebook if anyone's got any questions on facebook y'all can drop them in um anything else that you want to talk about plug um feel free man this is a this is a i, I encourage people to plug their shit here man my audience is ready to buy <laughs> well i don't i don't really have honestly i'd be cool right now I, I don't have to make a single sale and i'm happy i have a free group local client takeover. Sometimes I do sell some stuff in there, but we try to provide value. Um, dude, listen, I don't care if you don't like ever buy local Viking, but we just released a blog post. It's um, the GMB A to Z ranking guide. It's over 30,000 words, tons of pictures. Uh, there's the free S local SEO toolbox. Um, I mean, I don't, dude, if no one ever buys, I'm cool. But check that thing out. If you guys like it, give it a share. I'll tell you, I get a little salty sometimes. I see some of the stuff that gets shared. I'm like, mm, that's not that great, man. So I'm, I'm really trying to encourage people to, if they like it, if they found some good info. But it covers, it covers a lot, man. It has a lot of SOPs in there, like right. actual how to build the, the certain type of like uh, cloud links or different stuff you can use to push. And again, it's all free. And I guess the only other thing I'd really plug is that weekly web 20 newsletter. Again, you don't ever have to outsource to us, but that newsletter, dude, we, we, every week we give free SEO tests that our team works on. 
we give tons of info, man. Just, just come check out my free info. If you ever want to develop some type of additional relationship, cool. If not, man, just um, consume it. If you like it, give it a share and I will be extremely appreciative. You know, that's, that's it for me, dude. I don't. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll make sure, I'll make sure to get these things linked. Um, and I'll talk to you offline too about maybe, um, you know, with this video, just cutting some of these things up and adding them just into our training just to continuously drive people up to you guys. Like I said, I mean, local is definitely something that, um, we, I get asked a lot about, but it's just not like, I, it's not that I don't take on local clients, but you know, just the way that we're structured, it's just economically not viable for our agents. I know we talked before, man. Uh, you know, let, let's talk, man. Get some couple training modules in there for you or something. Yeah, I know we touched base before, but you're, we're busy, dude. So well, I feel like now, I feel like now is a good time. Honestly, like you know, with everything that's going on and uh, like everyone is working on themselves, but like y'all really should be taking time to like get some extra stuff done. Like this is one of the times where like it's actually okay to be seen in front of a computer for ten to twelve hours. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, our calendars are definitely less full. Um, the amount of stuff that we've been able to sprint out in the last two weeks has really, really been like amazing, man. You know what I'm saying? So if you're looking at from the point of view of like being able to get more projects done, stuff that's been on the shelf for a while, dude, now's the time to do it. And I would love to talk to you about, I'll definitely ping you offline. I would love to get, um, you know, whatever we could, whatever we could come up with. I know that people would love it. So, um, as always, brother, appreciate you coming out. Um, stay safe, stay healthy. You too, buddy. Take care, man. See you, bro.